2: Spedrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come on in. The Giants have won the pennant. Brad, we are back. Thompson to Clark. You know, I didn't even have this on the rundown. I literally just saw this tweet Thirty seconds ago, and I'm wondering if you saw this same tweet that I did. I don't know. It is from our friend, I guess friend. We have we we had him on a, as a guest at one point. Jeff Young at baseball yes. Jeff One on Twitter. He just tweeted about two hours ago. He wrote, It could be nothing, but there is something a bit odd with both Jim Bowden and Bob Nightingale. Echoing around the same time yesterday that the Giants will make the highest bid for Shohei Ohtani. Maybe just a coincidence, but feels
3: odd. What are your thoughts about that? You know, I did see that. I... (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard this time of year. We don't want to get our hopes up like last year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So I did see those, and uh, and it might have been from Jeff. It might have been Bob Nightingale because I do also get Bob Nightingale's um, uh, uh, alerts on Mm – x i keep wanting to call it twitter it's, it's it twitter. twitter it's twitter right now, yeah uh so i did see that and i kind of briefly looked at it and a lot of times i wake up you know the alarm goes off at 5 30 i'll grab the phone i'll start kind of flipping through uh any kind of baseball updates or anything i can find so i'm half asleep i see that and i go yeah okay i mean they're they're also expe- they were expected to also be the highest bidder uh, you, you know for judge they were also expected to be the highest bidder uh, you know, for for anybody else, name a shortstop from last year, um, and so yes, the Giants. It's very well known. The Gi- Giants have a lot of money to play with. Uh, they need starting pitching. They need a name. They need a, a big name. You know, somebody like a Barry Bonds. They need to to make a splash. Um, so. hate to say it but it's kind of easy to link those two things together Mm -hmm. at this point um it's not really you know a, a big stretch but uh having it come from multiple sources is kind of interesting i don't know what it means though
2: yeah my thought on that when i heard that or when i just read that was you know if last year didn't happen, I think I'd be really excited with that tweet.
3: Yeah, yeah things, things would be a little bit different right now if we didn't have our hearts ripped out of our chests, thrown on the ground, and stomped on multiple times last offseason. Yeah. I think right now we'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go get my Shohei Giants <laughs> jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pre-order that and get it ready. So, yeah,
2: I love it. No, I love it. This is the perfect time to this is the, be the excited here, man. Uh, our guy Davis, aka Drip, he says he's got a good feeling about Shohei. So there you go. Uh, I'm with him. I mean, this, this man is uh, this man is brave enough for his youtube avatar to just be hank shirtless on the beach <laughs> this is a, well, this is a confident young man
3: here look at that yes if i if i would do the same uh so davis um is one of the few should i say that has a good feeling about the show his, uh, signing because i think so much of the fan base is so punched in the face from last season From last year i i don't i can't tell you how many um stories i've seen so far from people not stories but just quick tweets or x's what do you if you if you own a company and you, and you have a website called x what are you <laughs> do you change your tweets to? x's well i mean you know, all, just they, they all live in like texas
2: right yeah. twitter.com still works yeah that it doesn't not work Uh, anytime you click on any sort of feature, the link is, is a Twitter link. So I don't know. It's kind of, he's kind of half in and half out. So,
3: yeah. So, so I see a lot of uh, tweets that basically say, uh, Giants fans be prepared. We're not getting Otani, but we like Yamamoto. Uh, so, so we're turning our sites to Yamamoto, Don't be shocked when we don't get Otani. I've seen that a lot of times. So Davis is on the flip side of things, which is great to see. Um, I don't even know where I'm at, honestly, yet. I I don't know if most people know this, but uh, I believe we are six days into free agency. Uh, I think the fifth day has passed. So the, uh, although tomorrow, uh, the 14th, is the rule five draft. And I think the day after is the day, or it might even be tomorrow, um, the 14th where, uh, if you were extended a qualifying offer, you have to make your decision by then. I, I can't remember if that's tomorrow or the next day. Um, but then at that point, I think we're going to see free agency really start to kind of ramp up a little bit. The, the big names seem to go a little bit later. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of, it. it used to be, you know, the big names would go by like Thanksgiving and then you would start to do your bargain bin shopping a little bit after Christmas, after, uh, uh new year's, uh, if you had a gift receipt for a free agency, you bought uh, a free agent, you bought, then you could bring it back and you could bring that free agent back. No, that's not how it works. I, I, I will read
2: from Anthony Castro, Vince. Oh, he is of MLB.com. Okay, here we go. The question is, when does free agency begin? The answer, officially, players become free agents the day after the conclusion of the World Series. However, they cannot sign with a new team until 5 p.m. Eastern, five days after the conclusion of the World Series. So while teams are able to reach out to player representatives, the five-day period serves as an exclusive window in which teams can retain their departing free agents. Quite often, this is a period with very little activity. So yeah, we are past that by a few days now.
3: Yeah. Cause you want to, you want to see what happens in the rule five draft, although it's not going to be as, uh impactful i mean the the rule five draft is never that impactful um there's little movement here and there but it also helps you decide what's going on with your 40-man roster uh usually you have a back-end type of thing where you've got like two or three open spots rule five happens um you know and then maybe you pass some other guys through waivers at that point draft blake sable Yes, you take Blake, (laughs) say he becomes your catcher and uh, spec wearing left fielder making. (laughs) I mean, he made some awesome plays in left field. I'm excited for him to be like a fifth outfielder having him. But is he going to be our backup catcher? I don't know. I mean, that's he may he may actually have like a full season in triple A or something. He could. I mean, because now at this point, the Giants can put him in triple A. They couldn't last year because of the rule five draft. You have to keep him on your active 26 man roster. Uh, So the Giants had to do that, but now they have lots of freedom with Blake Sable, which is fantastic. Um, So, yeah, I mean, once that goes, once the qualifying offer, uh, you know, decline or pickup happens – then, then maybe we start to see things. Well, next week is Thanksgiving, so maybe after Thanksgiving, because you know players want to spend time with their families and everything else. Uh, we don't even know if Shohei is here; or if he's gone back to Japan to be with his family, um, not not quite sure. So there's a lot of moving parts, um, and uh, I, I think we we'll, we'll probably have to go back and kind of look a little bit uh, at last year. Um, although last year was wacky, right? Cause we had the, we had the, the, the lockout, right? Mm-hmm. That was last year. So things didn't, no, that was get two years ago. What was that two years ago? It was two years ago. So that was 21, right? 22 was the first regular Non strange season, and then we had this year, so we can go back and look and kind of see when players signed last year as free agents, and then you have an idea. But it's usually a little bit between, I mean, I know we were talking about it, it was getting close to Christmas when we were talking about Korea. Um, that was like uh beginning to mid December, actually, I think that was really close to Christmas. I want to say it was like December 23rd. This is the worst Christmas present of all time. It was awful. (laughs) That one, we, luckily we had a gift receipt on that one. (laughs) That's the one you want the gift receipt on. Busted ankle, (laughs) gift receipt. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're we're kind of, we're
2: bearing the lead a little bit because what we're going to talk about is a homecoming of sorts. But. That's mostly going to be the show, so I I wanted to start out with some recent information. But then Brad led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole, and I clicked on a link. And I don't know if you know these events for 2024. So in 2024, March 9th and 10th, the Red Sox and the Rays meet in a pair of spring training
3: games in the Dominican Republic. Right. That's cool. That's fun. That's fun. I did read about that. That is going to be pretty exciting. And how's this?
2: The Dodgers and the Padres, they kick off the regular season,
3: March 20 and 21st, in Seoul, South Korea. I do remember reading about that. Um, I don't know. I, I know we have had openings before in Japan. I believe the A's opened one season in Japan. I can't remember who they played. Maybe the Mariners. I think it was the Mariners because Ichiro was playing mm-hmm. Uh So they opened in Japan one year. Not a fun thing if you're a fan of either of those teams because what's going to happen the is <laughs> the middle of the night. Uh, and, and then they're going to open and play like a three game series there. And then they're probably not going to play for two or three more days after that. Cause they got to fly home, get readjusted and everything else. So it's going to be a little bit tough for, um, for, for fans of those teams, unless, unless they happen to start like a full week, before the regular season starts, which, which very well could happen. It's weird. I've, I remember when Oakland and, and, and Seattle opened in Japan and I, I I didn't like it because it was kind of a false start to the season. Um, I don't know if you remember when ESPN used to do the Sunday night game. Um, and then opening day was Monday, but they would always have the World Series champion would play a game on Sunday night against somebody else. Uh, that was always kind of a weird opening, too. They don't do that anymore. Now they pretty much start the season on what? Like Thursdays? Wednesdays? Thursdays? Yeah. yeah. Um, which I like. Um, I have to be uh, uh, sick that day. Maybe we do. home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We do. We, we, we
2: were both watching. We have both had right. going on in the background. Yeah. Uh, and then... The Mexico City Series is back. Mm. Uh, it is the Astros and the Rockies, April 27th and 28th. So the Rockies are
3: used to that elevation. Yeah. So there's an advantage right I was there. About to say,
2: it's going to be a rough one for the RAs, but the Rockies yeah. are used to that. Yeah. And uh, the London Series, June 8th and 9th. The Mets and the Phillies in London, England for a two-gamer. And this is the reason why I brought this up. Because I didn't realize that it was this year. MLB at Rickwood Field. Rickwood Field, the oldest professional ballpark in the United States and former home of the Birmingham Black Barons of the Negro Leagues, will be the site of a special regular season game between the Cardinals and the Giants on June 20th, 2024.
3: So it's kind of like the Field of Dreams game, right? Yeah. yeah and they're, so. But they're just doing it at a different location. That is going to be fun. What, what, what was the date on that one? Uh, June 20th. June 20th. Okay, cool. And July 10th, I am going to try to get to a Giants game this year from Reno. On July 10th, Garrett's going to try to be there. Brother-in-law's going to try and be there because we're going to a concert in San Francisco the night before. So put that on the Major League Baseball calendar. That is right before the All-Star break. It is, yes. And um, so I think they play the 10th. It's it's against Toronto. Um, So we are in San Francisco for a concert on the 9th and then they play on the 10th and the 11th. So the 10th is a Wednesday. The 11th is a Thursday. So it's probably going to be like a six forty five game, which is great. That that's nice because I might, I might just have to take that day off. You, you are. Yeah. Well, you're going to be there. Um, and, and anybody else fans of the, of the show, come on out to that game. It's going to be awesome. We'll try to get out to the bleachers. I want to sit in the bleacher seats, man, go a little crazy out there. Get some garlic fries. Even though I can't eat them, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we 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 did a good job for 13 minutes and
2: 45 seconds, (laughs) carrying the lead of this show. So some really great, fantastic, happy news came out uh, late last week, which is that two former favorites, one a pretty big favorite, fan favorite of all time for the Giants, Matt Williams. Is on uh, on Bob Melvin's staff. We kind of we were hoping we were like this has to happen. This yeah. is th- this is a, a must to happen. And so Matt Williams is going to be the third base coach. Uh, he won't be uh, angry at us for for bunting. He will be <laughs> the one maybe
3: uh, calling for bunts for for who knows. Uh, but yeah, Matt Williams doesn't bunt, and he's no. not going to call for bunts. No, <laughs> uh, and.
2: Pat Burrell is coming <laughs> on board as I now you got to explain this to me. The yes. Giants have three hitting coaches. They have uh they have Pat Burrell, they have Justin uh VL Viel uh Viel, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he he's he's co-hitting coach. Viel's co-hitting coach. And uh, Pedro Guerrero, not the not the Dodgers, not the former Dodgers. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, he is the assistant hitting coach. So Pat Burrell comes in as a co-hitting coach, and then there's an assistant hitting coach and another co-hitting coach. So what whatever it is, like if, if you know the Giants are going to have tons of guys to turn to when they go. Ah, yeah, curveball. It's not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not opening my hips up correctly on it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you think, Matt? and
3: pat the bat back in the orange and black. That is awesome. Matt Williams having having Matty and the Cars he's called the Carson Crusher. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. That's his yes. nickname. Las um, Vegas. Yes. He played uh actually he played here I think it was. Was he uh, did up, he play for Reno? Here? Yeah, up here in um let me just double check. But Carson City here, uh, and, and I think that's how he got his nickname, the Carson Crusher. Yeah, Carson High School in Carson City. There you go. Um, so that's, I mean, we're, we're in South Reno, so that's like 15-minute drive for us. Um, but he's still talked about a lot here. Uh, and, of course, being in Reno, you're a Giants fan, you're an A's fan. Uh, It's just kind of how it is. You you have a close proximity to the Bay Area. A lot of people here are from the Bay Area, Uh, so there are a lot of Giants hats here. There are a lot of Giants jerseys, jackets, and whatnot. Uh, I did see. We were at. I forgot to mention this because we always talk about jerseys and 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 what are the kids buying these days. I saw probably a twelve year old uh, a boy at a pumpkin patch. Don't tell me it was Conforto. Do not. He was wearing a Patrick. Bailey orange Giants jersey oh I like it I thought that was fantastic I like it now we're starting to get the the players that are starting to sell the jerseys there will probably be more Matt Williams jerseys sold this season throwback Matt Williams jerseys I guarantee you you're going to see those at the park again to take um, advantage of that for sure a- absolutely we see them every now and then but uh, us old guys we'll we'll go that route because we're not going to buy Patrick Bailey jersey hey, we're yeah. not going to buy you know we buy the we guys to, who we watched exactly so we're gonna wear that uh having him back is exciting he's uh as we all know he's fiery and he's a great dude and uh who knows i mean if bob melvin only goes a few years two three years like he says uh then maybe matt williams is that guy that kind of takes over and having matt williams as the manager of the san francisco giants possibly in the future is pretty awesome um pat the bat pat Burrell, um, as uh you know one of the hitting coaches uh hide hide your wives uh, because <laughs> pat the bat is back in town uh he's a good looking dude he's a good looking dude um i read somewhere yeah. though because somebody was like making a joke about yeah. how he,
2: he's gonna you know be busting in at the bars and somebody said that he has uh he has stopped drinking oh okay so mm-hmm. he's 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 you know not, you know i don't know if he had a problem with it or not but yeah he has cho I- he's chosen to not be
3: the the party guy that he may have been in the past. Yeah, well still hide your wives because he's a good looking dude. <laughs> Drinking or not, he's here. <laughs> um, but having, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting too because he has worked with a lot of the minor leaguers uh in the Giants system. Uh so and and we as we know going into this season, we probably will have a fairly good amount of of uh the young guys that we saw last year on the roster on the 26 man active roster, uh, to start the season. So to have that familiar face, I think is going to be awesome. Um, you talk about like a, a straight one hundred and eighty from the coaching staff that we had last time. Now, Alyssa Nacken is still going to be there. Uh, a couple of the other coaches are still going to be there. Um, new bench coach. So I don't think we're going to see Kai Correa again. He sees Um, his free
2: agent. looks like he's kind of looking at some options. Same with uh, Andrew Bailey.
3: Okay. So some differences, you know, a a different coaching staff. So it is kind of a one eighty. It's a little bit of a turn, which I think is going to be good. I think it's going to benefit this giants team. Um, You know, the, the, the frustrating thing is obviously we need hitting, um, and when you look at this crop of free agent hitters, you're looking at Cody Bellinger and, and then, you know, toss a bunch of names in a hat and you get whoever you get. Um, so, Pat and, and the rest of the, uh, hitting coaches are going to have to work with pretty much what they have and maybe another piece or two. Uh, but you're going to have JD Davis. You're probably going to have Yaz. You're probably going to have, um, I mean, you're definitely going to have Conforto. You're going to have Wilmer, uh, Lamont way, junior Tyro, uh, Luciano. If they don't get somebody like, you know, trade for a Willie Adamas to have mm-hmm. another shortstop and maybe give Luciano a little bit more time in A. So, I mean, there's things that can be done on that side of it, uh, but they're going to have to work with what they've got. And and uh, just having that change, I think, is going to benefit the Giants. Um, you know, you kind of have to be optimistic. You can't you can't be pessimistic about this and say, well, you know, bringing all these guys in, nothing's going to change. Well, we don't know. Um, so Mel-
2: Melvin, Melvin also brought in his uh, right-hand... Man, uh, Ryan Christensen as the yeah. new bench coach. And you met, you mentioned Nakin also, uh, from the Gabe Kapler regime who are due to return assistant coaches, JP Martinez and Tyra
3: Uematsu are supposed to also be back. That's good. That's a bridge to hopefully Yamamoto and hopefully Shohei, um, is there any is there any world where we get both of those guys? <laughs> any universe our, where we in, get both of those guys? In our dreams, I think. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's a lot of money to be doling out for those both of those guys. Um, if you could only have one, I probably know your answer.
2: Yeah, who, who would you go with? If it was Otani and Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Yeah. Oh, it's Otani, like okay, 10 okay, times okay, out of 10.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, and it's not, it's, is it, okay, for a bunch of reasons, right? One, he proved that he's he's one of the, he's probably the best player in baseball. He, he yeah. proved that. Uh, Yamamoto's may or may not have a learning curve. He may just come out here and just dominate. It's quite yeah. possible. But Shohei, you have that. And you also have this, I, I feel like, and we've mentioned this, the Angels and Major League Baseball have done a poor poor job of marketing this guy is the face of baseball I, I don't know if it's because he's japanese and he's not an american guy i don't know why but if he comes here like that he should be on every single piece of information about this team he should be on billboards he should be on uh you know on the w- when you're walking in san francisco to the stadium you see like players like like, little little, small little flyers of players. Like, he should be on, like, all of them. Like, it should just be the Otani show. And I think not Not that San Francisco is better than most places at marketing their players, but I just think there's an opportunity there with the Bay Area and Shohei to just embrace him like nobody's business and he could become, like, the biggest thing. I don't – I mean, he may – that that may be an attractive reason for him to – go to the Dodgers, but there's, it's LA there's, do you have, you know, you turn the corner and there's like a movie star hanging out Yeah, in, in, you know, in New York with the Mets, uh, you know, big market as well. The big apple that I'm not sure if that's his style, but if it's San Francisco or LA or Seattle, uh, I don't know if he's a, a, a Yankee guy or not. Uh, He doesn't, I don't know. That would be very weird to see him in like Yankee pinstripes, but
3: yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I, I think he stays on the West coast. It's hard to say Seattle's going to make a huge push for him. I'm sure of it. Um, But again, I mean, you know, rumor was when he first uh, came over to major league baseball, he didn't want to go to a team that already had a Japanese star, uh, and a background he wanted to be like kind of the main guy mm-hmm. um i don't know how much truth there is to that uh you know the giants don't have that it, it, you know if they it, and, and if they do get yamamoto and then shohei looks at that and, and hasn't signed with anybody yet and says well you know i don't know if i want to go there because i'll i'll be playing kind of co uh lead in and that it, situation and
2: but. also it turns into a little bit of like a A cartoon, in a sense, you're you're pairing these guys together because they are Japanese, and it's like weird uh American style of like publicity. And uh, I mean, I understand why. Yeah, he doesn't want it. He wants it to be serious. He wants it to be all about baseball. So I I really get that.
3: I do too. And 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 you and I are you know those types of fans, and and we we would look at that and say, "Holy crap! The Giants really really want to win." Yeah. Right now, I mean, if they went out and got Yamamoto and and, and Shohei, we wouldn't think twice about it, it having anything to do with, um, you know, who they were, who where they're from, or anything like that. For us, it would. I mean, those are the those are those are like one and two when you look at free agents out there. And if the Giants land one and two, our our minds would be completely blown, and we would say, okay. Farhan is serious. Yeah. Things are getting serious. He wants to stick around for a long time. He sees a little bit of a window to at least push into the playoffs. Cause again, you push, let's just say not this year because Shohei is not going to pitch this year, but let's just say next year you sneak into the playoffs and you go Shohei Yamamoto, Logan Webb. That's pretty difficult to get through, especially when you know, Logan Webb can go eight or nine innings in October. That that's a pretty difficult pitching staff to get through uh, for any offensive team. I don't care who you are. So, I mean, you kind of build from the inside out and, and, and that's what you do. If you're building with Logan Webb, trying to get Kyle Harrison in there, um, trying to get him ramped up. And then, and then you go grab the outside guys. When you, when I was looking at numbers today and just kind of a refresher, the giants pitching staff, starters and relievers last season were fantastic at keeping the ball in the yard. They didn't give up many home runs. They were like eighth in, in major league baseball and home runs. They were like second in the league in, in walks allowed. I mean just fantastic. But they gave up a ton of hits and they didn't strike many people out. So there's gonna be a lot of balls in play. Mm-hmm. So so not only the pitching that's not only what the giants are looking for starting pitching to kind of build on that, like a Yama Yamamoto and a Shohei going into the future, but you've got to get that defense going as well. So I mean, there's just so many things that the giants have to do. So to put all that money into two guys um, and say, we're going to ride this out with what we've got. Uh, maybe we'll pick up like, a, again, we'll trade for an Adamus. We'll, you know, do some little things here and there. Um, I, it could still be a rough year because you got to score runs. So.
0: Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
2: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
1: 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree?
0: Every time.
1: And if you love the filet
0: of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Um,
2: so back to the coaches that they, that they brought in. You know the one thing that is a little bit of a bummer, Antoine Richardson, the first base coach, It looks like he may not be back or his role might be slightly different because I believe uh, last year's uh, third base coach, um, Mark Hallberg, I think he's going over to first, so that would be Richardson's position. And I'm going to miss it because Richardson always had some sweet Jordans on when he was coaching first base, so that's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, And also, Nick Ortiz and Dustin Lind, according to uh, Maria Guardado's story from uh, a couple days ago, they are also in limbo as far as coming back to the team.
3: Unclear. Nick Ortiz is the guy, I think, um, uh, one of the broadcasters, can't remember who it was, used to say that he never missed a gym day. Oh, yeah? Anytime they showed him, he was super yoked. So... (laughs) <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna miss a yoked guy <laughs> i'm 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 there man i, I love it yeah.
2: uh all right let's uh javi lopez that's who it was javi. oh it was a hobby yeah, yeah yeah um okay so you mentioned the rule five draft uh you know you and i are not draft expert types you know we no. read folks who are, are really good at this stuff and there's a couple of uh of folks who I read, one of them being Roger Munter, who we talked about. He had his predictions for three additions to the 40 man and another account that, that we follow on the Thompson to Clark feed a giants prospects. He had four folks that he thought that they would protect with two being a, a close call. Uh, do you have any, any thoughts on, the the you know who is the, is there one person that is on this list who you're like we need to protect this person we we have to do it that that you know we 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 that person's going to get snatched up if we don't do it
3: for me it's probably grant mcrae but i'm i'm an outfielder and i'm an outfielder guy so i i i kind of gravitate towards those guy those guys um but again, when you look at him, he's only 22 years old. And he hasn't played above A-plus, Eugene. Um, he hit, what, 255 last year. The year before, he hit 291. Uh, 272, lifetime minor league hitter. But he's still he's he's still fresh in the minors and still needs some more time. Um, so a guy like that, do you protect him? I mean, if you don't protect him somebody's going to take him and he's got to be on your major league roster. And he hasn't played above a plus. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. So I, so I don't really see that, but, but if anybody, I think it would, that or that or Averson, Arteaga,
2: he's the other, uh, one another inf- yeah,
3: he's an infielder and he's, he's another fantastic guy. But again, he's so young that they don't have, you know, I keep seeing it that they don't have the conundrum that they had last year where it's like, who do we keep? Um, and we only had one guy from, uh, the, uh, you know, I think it was Nick Avila, right. It was mm-hmm. the only guy who was taken last year from us, but he ended up, they got back him back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause the White Sox didn't want to keep him after spring training. So he ended up coming back to us. So I think you kind of play that game and say, look, you know, we're not going to, cause the Giants have four 40 man roster spots open. They're at 36 right now. So that's free. You got, you're got. you going to sign free agents, right? And you sign them to the 40-man. Uh, so you've got those four spots open. You waste those spots on the Rule 5 draft because then if you protect those guys, you also have to think kind of the Giants' track record is when they do put somebody on the 40-man roster, they usually are coming up to the bigs soonish that yeah. season within yeah. a, within 5 months um so are any is grant mcrae ready is is artiaga ready no none of these guys are ready no they're not and so they are so they're not going to be ready for any other team uh so i think you kind of have to leave those guys alone um and I, I have seen too don't be shocked if the giants don't protect anybody and just leave it at at 40 or 36 of the 40 man roster taken up um so I think it's going to be kind of uneventful for the Giants. Uh, they might have a guy taken, um, but if he sticks past spring training, uh, then good on good on that player. For, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> for coming through and being big league ready when we didn't think he was. So let me give you the list
2: of folks that I have seen. So for Giants prospects, uh, they had Artiaga, they had Kaiwei Tang. They had Trevor McDonald and R.J. Dabovich. The last three are right-handed pitchers, and there's an asterisk on Dabovich. Depending on the the hip surgery and the you know the doctor uh, looking into it, there there could be a change there in his opinion. And then close call Ryan Murphy and then Grant McRae, like you said, Roger Munter went Eric Miller, who is a hard throwing lefty who's a bit wild, uh, hard throwing as in you know up to ninety nine ish uh, on Jeez. the gun. Uh, and then he had McRae. He also had Artiaga. And then he had a couple of uh, of close calls. Uh, Nick Barracoto. I don't know too much about Nick. And then uh, I'm sorry, Victor Barracotto, and then Nick Avila again. Uh, and then Kai Wei Tang, just like Giants Prospects, had it. So yeah, it, it's it's you know, it's not something that I pay a hundred percent attention to because what what happens is is the reason why these guys are not on the roster is because generally they have been stunted in some way going through the farm system and maybe earlier in their career, like Arteaga, you know, two years ago, we thought maybe that there was a a fast pathway to, you know, to grow through the minor leagues, but he's stalled a little bit. Same with McCray. Uh, And so, we'll we'll see what what happens there but i don't think anything like you said i don't think anything will be shocking
3: this year yeah i don't think so and bleacher report actually just dropped a story um and just so everybody knows we read everything we try <laughs> to read everything <laughs> uh, and take it take it all with a grain of salt but but one of their writers pretty much said shohei may seek a contract with exceedingly high average salary fewer years Hmm. So it looks like that's an ESPN story from Zach Bacar uh that ended up on Bleacher Report. But uh, interesting. Exceedingly high AAV with shorter
2: years. Well, and that, I could it, see and, that. Uh, and that's him mm-hmm. betting on the idea that he can hit free agency again and, you know, in in the time frame in which he hits free agency again, he believes he'll be able to get even more money at that point whereas what we yeah. saw from Bryce Harper, he wanted the longevity. Um, same with the uh, Korea Cur- originally, and, and Judge they want the longevity of the contract, and so their AAV is a little bit lower because you know they want that twelve-year deal where they're getting paid into their forties. And uh, Shohei's, if that is if that is the actual thing, that's more like a basketball contract where you're kind of betting yeah. on the idea that you can get back out there
3: when when the, the deals are a little bit, even a little bit higher now. uh, And again, it's always a possibility. He's, he's, Wasn't born and raised here, so is it possible he's looking for a shorter three, four year deal and wants to finish out his career in Japan back at home? Uh, I mean, that's always a possibility too. So there's there's a lot in play. Uh, You just never know. It's always funny when we start to talk free agency. We talk like, oh, this guy, you know, would be a perfect fit for this team, and you know, this is what he would get, and blah blah blah. These guys are human, so (laughs) we we always forget that part of it. They have feelings, they have thoughts, they have ideas. you know, and, and we don't know what those are and that's between the player, the agent, his family. um, And, and so things, things can be very surprising sometimes. And, and all of a sudden, like, you know, we thought for sure, this is kind of on a lower level, but we thought for sure that uh, Longoria was going to be back with the giants. They'd pay the money. Uh, I think it was like an $8 million difference to keep them on. um, And he expressed interest in, you know, I want to go back to uh, play somewhere else. And he chose Arizona um, not only because of the fact that, well, you know, this is a good team and I think they're, you know, they're young and, and, and whatever, but uh, it could be my last season and it's where I live. And, and so a lot of that played into that decision. So you again, you just never know things happen. So,
2: all right, we are going to end a little more earlier than we usually do but it's just because there's not there wasn't a whole lot to talk about but we I do want to ask you about your drink of choice now I'll yeah. lead I'll let you close because Yeah, go for it. I was trying to uh I was trying to use fruits and I was like how can I use fruits in a drink and I thought oh you know tequila let me see what people have done with tequila uh we 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 always have frozen blueberries and frozen raspberries for our smoothies, because they are, uh, you know, they're they're not heavy, heavy, high carb fruits. Uh, they're they're pretty decent for the the amount of carbs in, in, in them. And so, I was looking and like, oh, there's a tequila drink where there's blueberries, and then there's seltzer, and then there's lime, and then there's simple syrup. I was like, okay, well, I don't need the simple syrup. And I was kind of goofing around with the blender and I put some ice and I put some raspberries and I put some lime juice and uh, I blended it up and I was like, well, there's too much ice because it turned into a Slurpee.
3: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, uh, and so I had, I had this like Slurpee ish concoction and I was like, okay, I'm just going to toss the the shot of tequila in the, in the Slurpee and just see how it is. And I think I, now I'm not. I don't need it, but I think if I was to offer it to others, I might have to throw a little bit of Splenda in there for them. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know the raspberry raspberries are tart. Uh, I, right. I, I want I want to try
3: it with blueberries. There's no sweetness in there. right right. Yeah. So
2: blueberries you know aren't as tarts. So I want to try it with blueberries too. So I'll I'll, I'll see how that works because my so my goal and this is why I was kind of getting creative with this because uh, my kids. Uh, my ex-wife, her significant other, and my stepkids and my wife were all getting together for Thanksgiving, and so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have something creative, (laughs) you know, something new." And so I'm just (laughs) trying out these like little frozen, you know, these little fruitier tequila drinks. So we'll see what happens. I might, I'm gonna try out uh the blueberry version of it and see if it's if it's good. But uh, I mean, it's you know it's lime lime juice which pairs well with tequila oh, there's yeah. the there's the icy slurpy ish icy uh um i guess uh what, what do you call it um i don't know words are not coming to my head right now but just so just, just that 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 uh type of drink and then the tequila and then the rest. so it was it was fine it was it was nice like i could i i think that it, this is more on like a warm day kind of drink mm-hmm. but it was kind of yeah. cool i just i was just really interested to see
3: how tequila would taste with the fruit and yeah it's it's fine it's it's actually pretty decent well i'm expecting in the next year for you to become a mixologist because you're starting to kind of play around with this stuff, which is good. And, and did you say you put, or did you not put simple syrup or? I did not. Okay. Cause you, I mean, maybe like even a splash of simple syrup, like yeah. mixed in there. With oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it would have been way better. Yeah. And you can make your own simple syrup, I think with stevia leaves as well. So, and, and you can get stevia plants like pretty much anywhere nowadays, but that, and you kind of muddle in the stevia leaves, and then you can make your own simple sugar out of that. And, and we've done that before and it keeps really well. You just keep it in the fridge and like a little mm, jar. And stuff. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, I had I just a lot of physical labor at work today. I'm in IT, so there's not a whole lot of physical labor. Um, but I, we had these old carts that I had to break down and get the technology out of there and dump them in the e-waste uh, a trailer. So uh, it was basically nonstop all day long. So I got, I was going to have a beer but I had a few beers this weekend up in Tahoe. So I thought I'm going to bust out and I went straight up Buffalo trace. I have not had this in a long time. It's been sitting in the, in the, uh, in the cupboard for quite a while during the pandemic. This was kind of my go-to, um, if you've never had Buffalo trace and you like the marshmallow roasty woody Mm -hmm. qualities of bourbon this is packed with that. Uh, one one of the better ones. And, and for the price, too, I think you can find, usually find a bottle of this for like 28 bucks in most places. Um, but it is fantastic. 45% alcohol. So what is that? 90 proof. Um, used to be one of my go-tos. And I was looking. I got out the chair before the show. <laughs> and I, I went up into the cupboard. And I'm looking around. And I'm going, mm, I might get some scotch. I have a little scotch. And then I saw this bottle. And I go, oh. I haven't had this in like probably six months. So there you go. Uh, and I'm glad I picked it. Just add Buffalo trace. Fantastic. No, that's great. I
2: know when you said you're like, oh, I'm going bourbon today. And I was like, ah, oh, I should have just <laughs> bourbon too. Cause it's- but you know, I, I was, I was getting a little creative. I was getting a little. Yeah, creative.
3: no, that's good. That's fun. I like doing that.
2: Uh, all right. So maybe, maybe just, maybe there may be a little bit more activity for next week's show. We'll see. I'm hoping uh but you know we had the Matt Williams thing we had the Pat the Bat thing i thought that was really really cool and i guess i would say one last thing on shohei cuz we opened with shohei he's the talk of the town every team is fig- it, 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 every team's social media account is like Oh, yeah. Why? You know, why? Here's what our lineup would look like with Shohei. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of the Atlanta Braves have their thing. They're like Acuna leading off, Shohei hitting fourth. You're like, yeah, I just want you to give you guys the title if that happens. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> if I wonder, do you think Shohei is a Barry Bonds fan?
3: Oh, yeah. I would think so. And I believe I've heard him talk about Barry Bonds before, too. I can't remember exactly where, but it seems to jog my memory that he had some some really nice things to say about bonds. Remember Barry would go to Japan and they'd do those exhibition games? Yes. Japan loves Barry Bonds. Uh and, and they and, would do those weird home run derbies where you're like hitting certain things and yes. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. There's so you if just search in YouTube, there's some crazy stuff. Yeah, that, didn't they have like uh Trucks going across the outfield <laughs> <laughs> right at the right time. I mean, just some great stuff. If you ever, if you have not seen Japanese game shows, then you will not understand yeah. the Japanese home run derbies because they are uh, just absolutely wild and a ton of fun. Um, so what if I, I'm pretty sure they have a lot more fun than we do most of the time.
2: So what if you utilize. Barry Bonds and the recruiting here.
3: I, hey, I mean, there's nobody else can kind of speak to the history of the Giants like Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, uh, Buster Posey. I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got like three of the greatest ever to play the game, um, at their respective positions because I wouldn't say, you know, Buster Posey not one of the greatest ever to play the game, but one of the greatest catchers, one of the amazing, yeah. most decorated catchers, but also knows the history of the Giants and playing for the organization in his entire life. So you've got a, a stable of guys that can come in and say, look, this is what it's like to be a Giant. Uh, and Bob Melvin played for the Giants too. He was mm-hmm. in the organization and now he's the manager. So having a guy like Barry Bonds, I think would be invaluable, but... I know the Giants were trying to shift away from any kind of odd recruiting, any kind of odd free agency meetings that they've had in the past with Gabe Kapler and free agents. Uh, I don't think you're going to get that with bonds. Uh, Bonds kind of seems like a personal guy, but does the talk then turn to I'm Barry bonds and here's what I've done.
2: (laughs) Well, I just wonder if Shohei's like, I want to meet Barry bonds. Remember yeah. last. Remember last year where the whole judge thing was like Brandon Crawford's favorite player of all time and all that. Yeah. Stuff.
3: And, well, and he also didn't he meet Steph Curry? I mean, we had to bring in like. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think we. But do but that. If, but if yeah. like you know, Shohei's the best player
2: in the game. Bonds was once the best player in the game. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, this guy was the best player in the game in this jersey. You are now the best player in the game let's do it in this Jersey. And Barry's there. And it's just like, they just talk hitting. I, I, I can imagine Shohei talking, hitting with Barry bonds. He would probably be like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool.
3: That'd be amazing. That would yeah. be absolutely amazing. I mean, we we've seen what Barry bonds had, you know, short conversation with Jock Peterson and then goes and hits a, has a three home run game. Um, so I mean we've seen it before uh and I have seen on Twitter too that you know a lot of people want to incorporate Barry Bonds back into the fold um you know as a, as a hitting coach is to you know to kind of help out uh we we have plenty of hitting coaches <laughs> but, yeah, for, but for for him to be like a special instructor yeah. you know in certain situations I think that'd be fantastic fantastic especially with the power hitters you know um Guys who have quick bats, maybe Barry Bonds can get them to do things with the quick bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I think I think it's a great tool to have. So hopefully the Giants can use every tool at their disposal to, uh, to get to Shohei. Um, yeah, I still don't, I don't, I mean, it still bothers me a little bit that he's not going to be able to pitch next season. Yeah. You're not going to get the full Shohei until 2025, but still half of a Shohei is way more than we have in any player on the roster currently. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We are done here for
2: this week. We will be back next week. Brian and I will be back uh, midweek with uh, the death line up. The Warriors are struggling. They've, they've been playing some uh, big and, and strong and long teams and they've been, they've been struggling. Only, only Steph Curry's really playing good out of the players right now. Everyone else is kind of just in a lull. And then Niners got the win yesterday. Rod and I were back last night talking 49ers and Jaguars, Jaguars, (laughs) Jaguars, the Jaggy wires. (laughs) And, uh, and we'll be back. uh, I I usually do a little preview episode on Saturday before the game. So we'll have a couple episodes of, we want winners. We'll we'll do the death lineup this week. And, uh, and Brad and I will be back next Monday. And, Is next
3: week Thanksgiving? Next week is Thanksgiving already, Wow! On Sunday, the Rams go up to Seattle, so lots of NFC West stuff going on next week. And then, uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden that following week is – thanksgiving man it's here. crazy yeah crazy. I, it's it's insane i told uh you know working for like the government and for a county job i i told the new guys we have two new guys in our department and i told them welcome to the season of, of random days off because you're just gonna, <laughs> all of a sudden you're gonna be like, i'm working four days this week okay i'm working three days this week yeah it's
2: that's awesome place so that's yeah. awesome
3: <laughs> all right we'll be back for brad i'm double jc when we see you peace out peace